right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlon joined by Casey. Casey, a little day late, but how, how are you doing? Yeah, day late, Marlon. Was a bit under the weather over the weekend. Needed another day to rest and recover, but back and uh, ready to ready to go. Got a full slate here. Uh, one of the parts of, of being uh, under the weather, Marlon, is a lot of a lot of couch time. A lot of couch time, which lined up nicely with uh, with uh, sports this weekend. And a lot of sports. Uh, watched a lot. Got a lot to say. All right, yeah, got all the takes. Was able to accumulate, yeah, formulate all the takes. Uh, so, with yeah. that, well, yeah, takes might be a little delirious. <laughs> <laughs> delirious from some some uh, Tylenol, Tylenol induced. Uh, delirium but uh no uh good to go marlo uh thanks for pushing back a day thanks listeners for waiting a day to hear this marlo uh yes. anything new with you man nope not a whole lot All just right. yeah so we can get into it talking badgers um we got we got times we got times and dates big 10 football it's it's pretty much back Pretty much back, uh, as we'll talk about when we talk about the uh, games that actually were played this weekend. I think it needs it. I think college football needs it yeah. to be back. Uh, also, when you look at the rankings. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that. But there is a date, a time, a network. Wisconsin will be hosting Illinois Friday, October 23rd. It's 11 days from now. 11 days till Badger football, Marlo. Friday night game, 7 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Yeah, super cool Friday night game. Awesome. It's so frustrating, Casey. <laughs> All right, it's, I, just to think that I mean, it's going to be like down the street. and it, Maybe this would have been the same if it was on Saturday. But I think the fact that it's the first game of the Big Ten season on Friday, and it's right down the road, and I can't be there. I can't even be there. I just got. Oh, that's why it's frustrating. Yeah, I just got to suck it up like everybody else, and only be watching like pretty watching the TV. But you know the pageantry and all that. And I know we're in the middle of all this, and that's the point. But it's it's I don't know why it just hit me when that time was announced for Friday and the Friday night. And I think because the last few seasons we started on Friday nights, what feels like the true opening of this like (laughs) that feeling of an opening of the season. I'm just like. I love it, but it's so frustrating. Oh, I see. I was, I, I didn't even consider that as the reason why you were frustrated. You said before the pod <laughs> that you were frustrated. That makes sense. I, it's, that's it, funny that it's like now real. You know, yeah, it's it, it, it's fun. These things as schedules get delayed or come out or what have you, or we're not allowed to go and do things. How it hits us. Like last week, we were talking about how the Notre Dame game hit me a little bit, and this week, the actual live, uh, or, or I guess other in a different universe. Right, uh, yeah. Alternate universe. Uh, you'd be going to this. That would. That's what. What got you? Yeah. Uh, here this week, I was frustrated because it's Friday. Because uh, I was really looking forward to watching the Badgers play on Saturday, and I'm going to watch <laughs> them play on Friday and whatnot. But like, I feel like Friday, I can be like, okay, another fr- like I could do other things. I'm not used to watching football on Friday, but you know, if this game was at 11, I'm going to have to watch some crappy game at 11 now. <laughs> uh, instead of watching Wisconsin play, because I presume this game would have been at 11. Um, yes. So now I have to watch that instead of watching Wisconsin play when I'm normally I'm trained my body already to be watching football at 11 and was expecting Wisconsin to be there in that time slot. They won't be. So that's why I'm frustrated that it's on Friday. But yeah. when it's on, I'll be watching Marlon. It'll oh, be yeah. under the lights, and it will look it will look great, and it'll be great to have it back. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want to get? Uh, do you? Should we get a cutout for the pod to put in the stands? Can we do that? Yeah, yeah, they're selling them. Nice. Yes, we should. <laughs> all right, we totally it's on. Should, just like all the other things we do, <laughs> we talk about. We're definitely going to do it. Um, but we, that would be that would be fun, and we should we should look into it. Um, I wanted to get one for the Brewers games, but like get one way up where I used to have tickets, like in in the nose, like I was like yeah. row twenty five in the upper deck, like I was up there. It would have been yeah. really funny. Like they pan out, and it's like oh, there's like two there's, people up there. It's like oh, it's me and my wife. That's when we had tickets up there. <laughs> so maybe we can do that. We can be the ones in uh, what section double Z or whatever we went to when we went to that Hawaii. Oh yeah, yeah, it was put up there. Put to, to us up there with the with our Breeze 132 logo up there. That'd look nice. Cool. They'd probably pan to it at some point. If it's the only one up there. Oh, if it's the only one up there, I think they would. Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah. No one else Sign is going to put their thing up there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, no, don't put it close down there. I want it up there further. Yeah, yeah. Further. Yeah. We'll, pay, we'll pay more to put it up there. How about that? Yeah. Uh, we're not going to pay anything. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, not m- anything more. If there's an actual yeah. cost to it, we'll pay that. All right. Uh, other news, Marlo. We got some on Twitter, some Mertz film leaked. Uh, Best quarterback it, ever, according yeah. to the film. Like, you can't deny it. It's facts. Yeah. I think it was, what, two, three passes that we saw? One of yeah. them, both of them, very long passes. Both of them completed. Uh, yeah. So, selective editing in those, but. No, in in conclusion, Mertz only throws balls over fifty yards, and they're all completed. Yeah, right there, right on the money. Um, yep. it was very exciting to see. Um, we've heard some other rumblings, I guess, Marlo, that it might not be all fifty-yard darts, but the hogwash. It, I saw it; it was encouraging, um, and it got me real excited to see him actually play in an actual game and see this Badger team. Uh, because all signs pointed them being really good, uh, so I'm excited for that to start. Any other Badger news? You caught wind of up there, Marlo? Uh, no, that yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty the gist of it. It's all about Mertz, 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 Mertz. So get excited. Eleven days, we'll see the real deal underneath the lights against Illinois. All right, excellent. Let's put a pin in college football. Turn our attention. To the NFL, Marlo. NFL Week 5 highlights. The biggest highlight was on Thursday night, I guess for you. Uh, the Bears defeat the Tampa Bay Bucks 20-19. to Take it away, Marlo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I guess, I how, did, the, how did this you, happen? I don't know. I, how, how did this happen? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It started I off. Guess go, going into it. Yeah. I presume you didn't have high expectations, and no, I think the start of the game went how you thought it would, and with the what they went up thirteen zero, the Buccaneers did. Yes, so that felt like it was in Marlowe's kind of prediction of Nick Foles turning to a pumpkin and the return of Mitch Trubisky, but something happened, Marlowe. Yeah, I thought we were well on the road in my prediction of three and three, and in, in the what the hell are we going to do now um, scenario. But the, um, I mean the deep. I, I just the defense. Obviously, like a defense shows up, keeping mm-hmm. keeping Tom in check, not letting him run wild uh, or throw wild. And um, you know Nick Foles having a couple a couple of just those Nick Foles moments, um, getting to throw, 
getting that getting the throwback to Jimmy Graham with that one handed catch was uh, electric. I, I can tell you he has not done that in two years. For a fact, anything like that for two years. You know that for a fact. Um, but yeah, just getting those getting those quick fourteen points in the in the second quarter to to truly make it a game. Um, put the hope, put all the hope into put the, all the hope into me. But I thought I was going to come crashing down uh, towards the end there when uh, we threw the ball. On yep. we threw the ball for some reason. On third down. On third down. Yeah, if they would have completed it, but I don't I don't understand the call. They threw the ball, yeah, if they would have completed the first down, game over. Sure. There's that thinking. But there's also the thinking of even if you run this ball that I think Tampa had one timeout at the time or none. Yeah. I can't either way, we could have ran the clock down to Oh yeah, they didn't have to use a timeout. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was normal on second down, and so we instead of giving it back with thirty something seconds left, give give the ball back to Tom with one timeout left, and like a minute, I think it was like a minute twenty, something silly, minute yeah. fourteen, and up one, made no sense. And as soon as that happened, I was like, "This is over." Tom Brady with the ball, and then Tom Brady did the most unlikely Tom Brady thing and forgot the down distance. And I, I don't, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it was really strange, and I know that a lot of jokes have been made, so I'm not going to make one about uh, Tom losing track of, of the down, because I think they've all been done, um, but <laughs> I, I, what I was trying to figure out was what down he missed. Yeah. Like, which which one of the three prior to that did he miss, because they all seemed like, I, like what, there wasn't a spike, which was like, you would think, like, oh, he forgot that they spiked the ball or something, but I couldn't figure out what other down, he, it must have been the out to Evans or something. Uh, that he missed, I, I couldn't. That was that's the most likely one I think that that he missed. But he thought they had another down, which was absolutely bizarre. Um, I I think I guess I wasn't as worried as you that Tom would go down and do it, just because I don't know that I'm still kind of on the fence if he's still that guy. And who knows if he remembers the down? Obviously, he doesn't make that throw on fourth down. He goes with something a little bit safer and maybe picks up the first down. But I almost. It, I don't know. Can I be in a point where he needs to prove it to me again? Wow. Or is that just is that just a ridiculous stance to take? Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's. I mean, that's your stance. I, that's tough to say that. You know, he has to earn earn that back after doing everything he has done. And I mean, really, I mean, he hasn't really had a like a like a fall off in this season. Even this far is not. It's not like he's having a terrible season. It's a different no. team, uh, yeah. but he's not having a terrible season. So. I, I don't know. I think that's kind of harsh. I w- I would say that's yeah, that's fair. I'm being a little harsh, uh, <laughs> but I just yeah, I just didn't expect uh, at the end. I didn't expect it to to end in that. So now the Bears to end with Brady making a drive and getting him there. I just I maybe it was I was like reverse jinxing him. I guess with my with my doubt trying <laughs> to reverse jinx him. I guess with my doubt. Yeah. So Bears now sit at four and one. Right. Yes. Uh, worst four and one team of all time could be. It's possible. Uh, look at oh, the team. Nick Foles. I did want to say something about Nick Foles. He all uh, he does is beat Tom Brady. What? That's true. That's <laughs> true. He's two and zero against Tom Brady. Now. Um, he, when he is good, it's extremely frustrating because he's good on these really annoying. Like he just drops it over the linebacker on the sideline. Yeah. He had like he had one of those to Cordell Patterson. He had a couple to. 
Allen Robinson. It's just like this floated ball that just gets over the linebacker's head, and he has to, th- and just the arc on it, and it's just so frustrating to watch. And it, he doesn't throw it hard, so you're like, the defense should be able to react and get to it, but they can't. So frustrating when he's going well. <laughs> okay. Just in the way he does it. No, I. <laughs> it's, an added, it's not like he's throwing darts out there, he's lobbing the ball around the field. And it just happens to go where he needs it to, which I guess is the job of a quarterback. But it's yes. just, it, for whatever reason, it's not like when Mahomes is out there and he's going, you're like, this makes sense. Like <laughs> He's making these crazy throws or lasers out there. When Nick Foles is going, he's like, oh, he's, you know, dropping it, in the bucket. it to the sideline. And, it, you know, it's just dropping the bucket. It's so frustrating. <laughs> okay. That's my Nick Foles take. That's your Nick Foles take? Yeah. Yeah, I so, mean, half. I mean, when he's good. Most of the first half up until that last, those last two, that's <laughs> where I was like, here we go. The crappy Nick uh, is coming out. But some of those passes, I think some of those, I, I don't know, you say it's frustrating, it's not your team. I say, like, I'm in the middle of it. That's one of those passes, like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Type moments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Type moments as the ball's in the air. So I get, I could get the sediment of where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that kind of leads into. I'm gonna do a little, a little my little ref rant here, Marlo. Okay. Uh, and how they, uh, the Bears might have won, but the refs certainly helped them. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So Nick Foles got it all started on a third down play. It was third and six, and it should have been a false start call, but they called it offsides. Now it's third and one. They get the wheel route. I think that was the one to Cordell Patterson. They get the first on that on that drive. They score their first points. The completion slash fumble. That turned the whole game around. That's never called a fumble. I, 99 out of 100 times, that's an incomplete pass. But for whatever reason, they reversed their call. No way. That was, and they call. It's always a complete pass. He, made no it, he, he had two feet down and made a move. He didn't make a move. <laughs> He's, he is running, has the ball, bobbles the ball, barely gathers it, gets clobbered, which, by the way, they never pick up that roughness flag either. So the refs... Where they usually don't reverse themselves, reverse themselves twice in the Bears' favor. Absolutely ridiculous. The pass interference on Allen Robinson when he was going out of bounds, Nick Foles underthrew him by about 10 yards was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> the unnecessary roughness on the Bucks' offensive lineman when two Bears were sh- pushing him in the head was ridiculous. They're like, oh, he headbutted him. He stood there, and the Bears pushed him, and he got called for well, I mean, unnecessary roughness. He did hit him with his helmet. As they're with their hands, as they're pushing them, that's absolutely ridiculous. Khalil Mack, which was awesome, just body slams an O lineman earlier in the game, and they don't call anything. He throws and chucks him onto that the was, ground. That was pretty awesome. Nothing. That was pretty absolutely awesome. ridiculous. These refs were all over the place, and in a one point game, that more than made up for absolutely ridiculous. That's all I got. All right. I just wanted to do that right. That was fine. <laughs> I swear I had like two or three more on Thursday night, but I didn't write it down, and I had to try and remember it Remember it today. So, all right. That's it for the Bears, Martin. Anything else on the Bears? No, that's it. I feel like half of that ended up being me just ranting about how much. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, half of it was. I'm glad you mentioned the Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack was back, had two sacks in that game, um, and that awesome shove off of I forget who it was, but it was pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a tackle. It was absolutely absurd. Uh, yeah, he was all over the place, and um, there was a lot of a lot of 
you know, Khalil Mack doesn't get all the stats, but these are all the great things he does talk after the game, even though in this game he got some stats. So yeah. I guess I guess he's back. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the other, I guess, most interesting game of the week was the Sunday night game. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks 27. I think I got the score right as I wrote it down. Uh, it was a one-point game either way. Vikings 26. Uh, what a weird game this was. It was a true back-and-forth game because the Vikings looked like they were just going to roll. And then all of a sudden, Kirk Cousins remembered he was Kirk Cousins. Yes. And it looked so like nobody Cousins. was going to stop the Seahawks. And then the Vikings took back control of the game, and it looked like nobody was going to stop them. And then Russell Wilson had a fourth-quarter drive or last-minute driver, what have you, and won the game. I mean, a true back-and-forth game. It was, was your the weirdest back-and-forth game because, like, like you said, with the Vikings having quick control and then – in a minute, it was like a minute and a half span. They had yeah. twenty-one unanswered points by the by the Seahawks to take the <laughs> lead. That was twenty to it was twenty to twenty-one, right? Yeah, I think that was the score. Yep. Um, yep. In like a minute, it was literally like a minute and a half. It was wild because it was like you said, it was Kirk Cousins being Kirk Cousins, and then you thought, oh, Russell's just going to run with this now that he has a chance, and that wasn't the case because the Vikings came out. Yeah, and then they just couldn't do anything. Yeah, and they couldn't do anything until the Vikings. So did a Vikings thing and tried to go for a fourth and one instead of kicking field goal, which I guess the numbers tell you to do that. Yeah. And don't convert. And then Russell being Russell just goes down in a game winning drive, which was wild um, MVP type stuff. But what a, yeah, it was, yeah. it was like back and forth, yes, but it was the weirdest back and forth ever. It just happened in spurts, like little spurts. I don't get how. So the numbers, the numbers said that. You go for it. So they put up the stat, and it said basically, right now on fourth down, you have a ninety-four percent chance to win. If you get first down, you have a hundred percent. You get plus six. If you don't get it, it's minus fifteen. If you kick a field goal, it's zero percent. Like it doesn't change. Yeah. I don't understand how that can be possible. I'm sure it, it must might just be that so minute because you have you they have to get the two point conversion. Which is like a fifty percent chance, yeah. Or let's say sixty if you're if you're a good at two percent. So just in the fact that you make them have to get that has to increase your chances by kicking the field goal. Unless, I guess I'm thinking through this now. Unless the yardage is the difference, right? So the yardage from going from the let's say the twenty five to the five, that would have to offset that percent. Okay, whatever, fine. Maybe it's zero percent, but like that two the. But you're still at ninety percent. <laughs> Having to make them get the two percent feels like worth yeah. it to kick the field goal. Yeah, agreed. Because what is? I mean, what's fifteen yards in the grand scheme of it? I don't know. Uh, I guess the bat says it's even. I still think it was good right to go for it because I think you get, you have a chance to put them away against Russell Wilson. Like if it's Patrick Mahomes, you want to put him away, go for it on fourth down. I think it was the right call. I we can argue about the play call about how it went. Um, if Dalvin Cook's in there, but I think it was the right call to go for it. I'm glad they did. It didn't. I mean, obviously I'm glad it didn't work out for him, but I'm glad they went for it. I think it was. I think in the end, it was the right call. Um, I heard an inter- an interesting comment though. That um, do you think he would have gone for it if the fans? That's were what there? Chris and Collinsworth was trying. Was yeah, that Collinsworth trying to say that? And I think it's an interesting point. Um, that you can make, and it's a very good. I think, yeah, like what is this one of the impacts of the fans not being there, albeit very a very strange impact um, on that side. But going forward, I think I you know I I could see the I can see the thought process behind it, right? 
Yeah. Because um, yeah. especially in that stadium, um, going yeah. forward with a loud crowd as opposed to going forward with no crowd. The other Chris Collinsworth thing that I thought that was really funny was he was talking about Pete Carroll, how he's a defensive guy, and he thinks all things defense. So then Chris Collinsworth asked him about the crowd noise. Does that affect the defense or help the defense at all? And he goes, Pete Carroll says, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> so not maybe not all things defense. <laughs> it's considered the crowd noise effect on the defense. Absolutely, absolutely hilarious. Seattle's defense, though, is an issue, Marlo. They gave up 26 points. They showed the stat. This is all over uh, Sunday Night Football. But they, uh, this is now 10 games. They've given up 25-plus points at home. Uh, I went back and did the math, Marlo. The last time they didn't give up 25-plus points at home was September 8th, 2019, to the Bengals. Oof. Uh, so that's, that's not great. I found a reverse stat that I found pretty interesting. Um, since we're not going to really talk about this game, the Steelers beat the Eagles, I don't know, some score, whatever, over 30 points. And it was their first game with 30-plus points in, oh boy, 23 games. Really? Their their last game with 30-plus points was against the Chargers December 2nd, 2018. Wow. Now, I know know Roethlisberger was hurt for something. Yeah, right. mostly last year. Last year. But their previous four games in, uh, or previous three games, excuse me, in 2020, and their last four games in 2018, they hadn't scored 30 plus points. The game before that, they scored like 52. <laughs> but like, that's crazy. It, it seems so weird for the that the Steelers hadn't scored. I, it, that just was kind of in my mind. Like Seattle, it seems so crazy that Seattle's defense has given up 25 plus points. It seems so crazy that the Steelers, who we think is a good offensive team, right? Yeah. They have Big Ben. Yep. That's what I was talking yeah. about. Steelers, Steelers offense back. Got the receivers back. They're back. Over 30 yeah. points, finally. Uh, our other big headline of the week, Marlo, uh, Dak Prescott uh, with a broken and dislocated ankle. I didn't see the replay. I actually looked away from the screen, Oof. came back, and saw like they were like the cart was out on the field, and they were showing replays, and I looked away, and I knew I didn't want to see it. Oh, that. it was gross. Uh, I didn't see it, but then I saw it all over Twitter, and... Yeah, it was gross. They even like was trying to watch re- I watched K-Rod's replay before we hopped on here, and they even blur it out like <laughs> as he's running. Yeah, oh, really? they like, blur it out um, as he's running. It's so gruesome. Sucks, sucks for Dak. Yeah, um, sucks for the Cowboys. Like, they never got that deal done, so I don't know what's gonna happen to Dak. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that was what that's what everyone was talking about. Well, this is a this is a great example of why the players hate the franchise tag. Yeah. Because otherwise they would have had to sign Dak to something, and he would have got more guaranteed money than he has now. I still think he'll get a contract. I still think it'll be with the Cowboys. It just might be a little bit less. Now. Yeah. And I mean, what I, I'm going to say a little bit less because it's going to be percentage wise less, but it's going to be millions <laughs> less, I think. Uh, but even if the Cowboys don't get, I think somebody's going to come in and and give him a shot. I mean, I don't. I know ankles are kind of, you know, once you have kind of a problem thing, right? It's like a back. Once you have a bad back, once you have bad ankles. But I think, I I think you still you still take the risk on Dak. If it is even a risk, I still think he gets the money, and I still think it's the Cowboys. What do you? Well, if it's um, if it's a super risk, wait, let me how am I going to phrase this? 
If it is a really big risk, the Bears are going to take them. If it's not a risk, they'll stay away. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, if it's if it's a smart move, the Bears. Yeah, are do it. exactly. So there you go. This is saying it's a huge risk, very huge risk to take Dak Prescott. Just yeah. going to put it out there. There you go. Put it out there. Put it in the Bears. Yeah. Ears. Um, I forgot who's the GM of the Bears. Um, Pace, Pace. Ryan Pace. Put him for put now. Him Pace is here. <laughs> for now. <laughs> Four and one. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, yeah. I still think I still think he got. I can't. I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's been a cowboy, and I just see like it just seems like they were gonna get a deal worked out. And I feel like Jerry takes care of his guys, and I think an injury makes him more of his guy. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it it's like this is one of these things too. If if Dallas like they don't even. All they do is not be the best team in that crabby division, and they're going to have a top pick, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And then they go out, they possibly go out and get a quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think? I don't know. I don't. That makes sense. I don't see him doing that over just what they have in Dak. I yeah. Don't know, even with this injury. Yeah. Uh, do you think they have a chance to win the division with the red red that rifle? That division, everyone has a chance. This is so ridiculous. Like <laughs> the Giants, do not have a chance. Uh they do. That's weird. Like because it's <laughs> so it's terrible. what is it, um is Dallas tied or is, wait? How many wins does Dallas have? Two. They have two. They're two and three, so they're so leading they're the division. Place. They're leading yeah. the division. With yeah, Philadelphia is second with they lost again. They're one, one three, and, three one. and one with that tie. It's messing everything up. <laughs> There's like it's. I guess they are. In the yeah, game. it's unreal. It's, it's it's so wild. So the answer is yes, they have a chance. And I mean, Andy Dalton has to be one of the better options as a back. Sure. If your if your starting quarterback goes down across the league, I think he's going to be one of, if not the best option to come in. I mean, I I don't know that he. Um got significantly worse on the Bengals last year. I think the talent around him just got worse. Uh, I still think he can be a capable quarterback. And to win that division, maybe all you need is a capable quarterback. And in this game, they went back to featuring Zeke Elliott. Whoa, what a concept. I know. So, I don't know. I don't. Obviously, they're going to hurt Dak. I don't, I don't mean to imply that they won't, but I still think they have a chance. To yeah, win that division. no, I, I agree with that. that all right. Those were the highlights. Tomorrow, let's get some quick hitters in here. Chiefs lose to the Raiders. Are you worried? <laughs> did, did the Raiders have the blueprint? Uh, did they have the blueprint? Um, yeah, the blueprint is Mahomes has an an okay game. Yeah, blueprint. I think it's fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, I think that. I think it's just a one off. I think you know it's a division rival. It's a division game. Uh, I don't think they. Were, I didn't think they were going to go sixteen and zero. So I'm not worried that they lose yeah. one. Uh, fourteen and two seems right. You got to lose two games to get to fourteen and two. Uh, all right, next one, Marlo. 49ers lose. Are now two and three to the Dolphins. They got waxed by the Dolphins. Are they you should worried? be worried. 49ers should be very worried. Uh, getting waxed by Fix Magic. Didn't um, didn't your boy get benched? I didn't watch the whole game. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy G, G, got G got benched, benched. at halftime. I think he had seventy seven yards and two interceptions in the first. Not half. good. Not good. Yeah, they're just not playing well. They got that Super Bowl hangover, so it's it's that's not a good not a good start. 
Yeah, I think it's a combination of the Super Bowl hangover and uh, everything goes into hell year with all the injuries yep. that they've had. Um, and in that division, they're now two and three. Uh, I think everybody else is three and one or better. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Arizona's three and two. So it's a tough division, as we said, and being at the bottom this far into the season is not good. I am also worried to cut me. That and it doesn't seem like they have a quarterback right now. Uh, all right, Cleveland beat Indianapolis. Milo, is Cleveland for real is, or is Indy just not? This for was, real? yeah, this was, are they for real game? Um, <laughs> Philip Rivers was starting, he, he was, had a great start and now he's doing Philip River things. Um, yeah. so, you know, I, that's going to happen. It's going to happen with Phil. He's going to have games like that. It's going to have fourth quarters like that. I don't know if Cleveland is for real. I don't know if, um, Odell decided he's going to start playing football again, uh, and what, whatever they're doing. So I guess I didn't, before the Indy played the bears, that was the question is like, Oh, are they a good team beating the bears? Does that make you a good team? Probably not. Uh, but you know, again, Cleveland beating Indy. What are the dominoes there? I don't know. They look at, they're looking pretty good. Uh, Cleveland is. They're on a run. So I, I would say, you know, the for real meter is going up in the right direction towards yeah. for real. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to not answer this question yep. at all uh, and say I'm, Cleveland will be for real when they do it against Pittsburgh or Fair. Baltimore. Then I'll, then I'll, then I'll believe. Uh, Indianapolis. So I think they're for real in the sense that – they can win the AFC South because I don't know. I need to see how figure out how good the Titans are still, uh, but I don't think they're for real for, as a real title contender. Which after the Bears game, I was starting to think myself that maybe they could compete and in a, in a playoff game. I don't think they can anymore. I think Philip Rivers is just too Philip Riversy. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor had a touchdown. So, oh uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Joe Burrow meets a good defense, almost gets shut out. They got a field goal to avoid the shutout. They played the Ravens, got shut up 27-2-3 through his first interception. Uh, tough day for Joe Burrow and kind of – I don't want to say it's a coming down because they have, he hasn't been great, but he's been really good. Um, is this just him meeting a good defense or is this a sign of struggles to comfort is this where you, Is this the point of the season where like everyone has the tape on him? Everyone yep, gets the tape. This is it. We we get it. We have the yeah, tape now. We have the tape. So you need. He's a rookie. You have the tape. Knows tendencies. Uh, but Gacy, he's a great leader. Such a great leader. Command of the huddle. Uh, yeah. Whatever every single accolade all the announcers always say about him that they don't even know. The one thing I like about him. Well, there are a lot of things I like about him. But the thing that I think will stick and why he has a chance to persevere in Cincinnati, where other quarterbacks. And kind of thinking of the, if I lump them in with the Browns, where other quarterbacks have come in highly touted and have not performed well, is I think he is used to winning, hates losing, and will never accept losing. Yeah, I can't see Joe Burrow just being like, "Ho hum, we lost another one." Yeah, like we've seen kind of some other Cincinnati quarterbacks kind of get beat down into. Um, so I think for that reason, he has a chance to to you know get through everybody have a tape on him or whatever. <laughs> Get through these good defenses until the rest of the town around Cincinnati rises up. AJ Green, as somebody who has him on a fantasy football team, is done. He's so done. He is. He is not good. Um, I have a lot of fantasy football complaints. <laughs> I mentioned. I, I was going to mention one earlier. Uh, Daniel Jones, not good. <laughs> not fun. 
I played him because I'm like, the Cowboys defense is terrible. Yeah, he had less than 10 <laughs> points. Absolutely terrible. And they scored like 23 points. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, last one, Marlo. Alex Smith. I mean, just... Uh, Comeback player of the year. Great, just won it. Great. I, it's weird to say great human achievement. Great personal achievement yeah. for Alex Smith. Obviously, the gruesome injury 2018. Uh, life-threatening injury. Made his way back. Got put into play uh, for the Washington football team today. Yeah, thanks, Dwayne. Did okay? Yeah, he did okay. I mean, I think it was just a victory that he was out on the field, got yeah. hit, got back up, uh, you know, made some plays, was assisted by by Dwayne Haskins being an idiot and getting demoted to third team. And then the other quarterback, I forgot who was ahead of him, got hurt as well. But, yeah, I thought it was, it, it was a moment. I don't know if you saw it. Um, you know, it was a moment when he got on the field and just seeing his – family in the stands just be ecstatic and worried and yeah. all the emotions probably all at once uh was a pretty cool thing to see yeah kyle allen was the yeah. quarterback um yeah good job by him i i get i don't I, I like his family i'm sure they're like i can't wait for i hope he can play again and the second he gets out there goes god i don't want to yeah play exactly uh so congratulations Al smith what a what a uh a journey uh for sure so that will wrap up our, I think our, our week five, let's look ahead to week six, Marlo. No Thursday game this week. This is a week. weird week. Um, it's going to be a weird week. Um, I think the reasoning is Bills-Titans got pushed to Tuesday. Bills were supposed to be the Thursday game. And even Roger Goodell won't make the Bills play two games in three days. So they kicked that game to Monday. So we'll have two Monday games. Next you week. love that. That's your that's your jam. I love it. I love it. It's going to start at 4 Oh, is it? Marlo. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh wow! Four o'clock on Monday. Um, That's fantastic. Central. This is uh, that's like we always talk March Madness time. time. That's dope. Oh, oh man. I'm, well, we'll get to it. We'll get okay. Uh, so we got Bills Titans Tuesday. This was one of our circled games from last week, Marlo. Another who's real game. Uh, two undefeated teams. I think it's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, for the Packers, we haven't talked about the Packers in a while. They had a bye week. Um, they play the Buccaneers. Uh, so we'll see if Tom Brady remembers how to count the downs uh, in that one. It seems, it sounds like it's a kind of a coin toss. I thought the line came out with the Buccaneers uh, favored. Packers are um, now favored, uh, slight favorites. I think a point, point and a half, something like that. Uh, I, I'd be lying if I said I don't expect or don't think the Packers can win this game. I still don't know how road games are really going to work in in this pandemic. I think there will be fans at the game. Uh, Are they at the Bucks? Was it? Oh, yeah. At the Bucks. So there's going to be fans. I can't remember if it was Tampa Bay. One of the, one of the um, NFL teams asked for if they could have full fans. Yeah, someone got big mad. At, who got big mad? At the stadium. Oh, who was that? Um, because the government in Florida said, that's fine. Yeah. There's no limit on anything in Florida. Um, which doesn't, whatever um <laughs> so i think i don't know if it was tam it was one of the one of the florida teams asked um but the buccaneers will have some fans but again i don't know how much that matters in this uh i expect a close oh, was, game but a packers victory it was it was dan Mueller. it was a florida team but it was a college team it was florida <laughs> it's university of florida oh it was university yeah. of florida yep who yes yeah. that's right yeah uh you're the coach yep uh, yeah. mullins yep he yep. For that. yep 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 all right 
Uh, so that's, I guess, I don't want to get, I don't know, I should probably should get more into the preview uh, on this, but I, I'm just kind of going off of the, the Buccaneers. The most, I, so I watched their opening game against the Saints, which where they just didn't look ready, and then I obviously watched the Bears game, which we talked about uh, a bit uh, a bit much a moment ago. Um, I kind of like the matchup for the Packers. I don't. The Bucks defense, I think, should be better than it is, but it looks acceptable to Nick Foles at times, and Aaron Rodgers has been on fire so far this year, so I kind of like that. And the Bucks offense still seems like it's missing a gear. I don't know if it's Tom Brady, but that might be just the Bears defense being that good. But the Packers defense has looked pretty good so far this year, and I do like some of the matchups. Um, and it, like I said, I don't think the Buccaneers are firing on all cylinders yet, so I think it's still a good time to catch them. Uh, is there a way? Is there a lot of goat in, talk going on? Because in the last time Rodgers played Tom Brady, was wasn't there a, a big narrative around? There was oh was the goat. I hope not. <laughs> um, dude, that's kind of annoying talk <laughs> to me. Um, I think the talk was like the most. Oh yeah, first, the that's what it was. Yeah, or something. yeah, something like that. that sort yeah. Of thing. yeah. I think I think Mahomes has kind of taken some of that luster no. from Aaron Rodgers, and I and it, you know a lot of a lot of people are saying that's why Aaron Rodgers is playing so well. Although I think the stats are pretty comparable. He did come out on who was the the McAfee show or whatever and say like my bad years are some quarterbacks' good years, and I thought that was pretty cool fire that he was putting out there. Um, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of of that talk leading into it. Luckily, I've been able to avoid consuming <laughs> any of that talk. Talk to us. All right. All right. Uh, your team plays Carolina. Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Two Gloves. What do you What do you think of that matchup? Um, are the Panthers good? Winners of three in a row. They're They're rolling. since they lost Christian McCaffrey. Which is wild to think about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it, it should be a It should be a good game. I'm hopeful for this one. Um, yeah. This was a this was a hopeful game. I had la- so which just means we'll probably lose because I had Tampa Bay as a loss in the old preseason win WL right next to. Yep. Um, yep. So yeah, I'll probably it'll probably get flipped on me, and the Panthers will come out and just blow the Bears out. Yeah, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is just a, a very solid NFL quarterback who wins games, yeah. uh, which is. I mean, it's something to have, right? Um, Torched the Bears last year with Saint, with uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Did he? He played in the. Is that one Drew? Yeah, when Drew Brees hurt his thumb. Was that his thumb hurt? Whenever, one of those injuries where he played a bunch yeah. of. Yeah, yeah he's absolutely torched yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Carolina gave up a lot of points early in the season 34 points to the Raiders, 31 to the Buccaneers. Have seemed like they figured out a little bit on defense. Although they, they I, I mean, their win last week was against the Falcons, who right after the game fired their coach. So I don't know how how much the Falcons were in that game competitively. So um, I guess you got to take that with a grain of salt. Um, with that, uh, all right. Next week, prime times Sunday night looked a lot better on paper two three weeks ago than it does now. <laughs> it's the Los Angeles Rams against the forty San Francisco Forty Nineers. Nothing uh, against the Rams. They have been playing. They've been playing well. Uh, but as we talked about earlier, the 49ers starting to worry, uh, and I don't like the 49ers' chances in this game. No way. The 49ers, uh, yeah, Rams are kind of rolling. They got to feel it. 49ers are going the opposite way. 
I think the Rams roll. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Although the Rams' last two opponents were the Giants and sure. uh, the football team, so <laughs> you know it doesn't get much either. That, but uh, I am worried for the 49ers in that game. All right, now our early Monday game again at four o'clock: Kansas City Chiefs versus Buffalo. Uh, I think we're going to find out, Marlo, if there's a blooper in <laughs> Kansas City in this game because uh, it looks like Buffalo might be a good team. Yeah, Buffalo's real. This is actually this will be a good game. I think uh, we'll have to see what happens tomorrow. Hopefully, the yeah. uh, they're both they both. I mean, the Chiefs have already lost the game, but hopefully the Bills. I don't think it'll take too much lesser off of it, but it'd be great if Bills were still undefeated going into Thursday. Yeah, uh, I guess not, not Thursday, Monday, Joe, Monday. Yeah, I'm kind of so excited for a four o'clock <laughs> Monday game. Uh, I, I I joke about the blueprint, but I think you saw that you need you need a score with the Chiefs, right? And you need a deep threat to be able to do that, and that's what Rugs gave uh, Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas, excuse me. Uh, and I think with Buffalo, you have uh, Allen, who's not afraid to throw deep, and you have uh, Diggs, who's not afraid to go deep. So I could see a little bit of blueprint ish. Look to this Buffalo team and a pretty solid defense as well. Uh, still got like Kansas City's chances though because they have the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, the late Monday game again looked better on paper two weeks ago. Uh, Arizona at Dallas. We'll see what Dallas looks like and maybe we'll get a chance to see Kyler Murray in prime time and see if uh, he can tear up this Cowboys defense like every other quarterback except Daniel Jones has been able to do. <laughs> Yeah, it should be a good one. Uh, Daniel Jones looked really bad, though. <laughs> I was the one who just threw for him. He's not a fun quarterback to root for. Um, I'm excited to see Carlo Murray. Uh, and I, I imagine that it's just going to be a lot of Zico Elliott. Yeah, it should be. Um, I don't Putting it in Dalton's hands, not a good – I mean, I just wouldn't – I would say do that right away. Maybe you know, kind of wait and see. They had to, they had to do it last game, push it because they were behind. But I, I don't think the game plan should run through. Andy yes, Dalton. Andy Dalton. The yeah, red, red rocket, red, red rifle, red, red rifle. rifle. Boom. All right. Any other games you're interested in on the slate, Marlo? I know there is that tasty Washington football team, New York Giants. Ooh, game. huge. Uh, well. I swear to God, if I have to watch that on fun- oh no, Chicago's playing. The game. <laughs> uh, I think the other ones is the Brown Steelers. Are they good game? Yeah, yeah. Um, that one. That's probably the only other one that you, you know you might take a look at. Like I said, are the Browns real? The Steelers are the big talk. Who's going to come out of that one? Yeah, that's that's the one I I, I had. Uh, the other one that I am uh, interested to see. Is uh, Baltimore Philadelphia? Um, I just that's gonna get ugly. I don't. I can't. I can't quit on Philadelphia. I just keep thinking they're gonna turn it around. Carson Wentz. This this is where this is when Carson Wentz becomes the quarterback that everyone thought he was gonna be. It's gonna be this game against that really good Baltimore Ravens defense. This is gonna be. This is gonna be it. Um, I feel bad for the people in New York and Miami who will have to watch uh, the afternoon game of the Jets versus Dolphins. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. That's a really bad game. There's some bad games. There's some <laughs> bad games next week. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is it for the NFL, I think, Yep, Carl? that's the wrap. All right, let's go back to the college ranks. 
And the big story of this weekend heading in was our team's back, and we found definitively that <laughs> no nobody's back, back, Marlo. No one is back. Texas losing to Oklahoma, not back. Miami losing to Clemson, not back. Tennessee losing to Georgia, not back. Florida losing to A&M, not back. <laughs> Who's the most not back? Oh, uh, dude, that's a big that's a big fight between Texas and Miami. Um, yeah. Texas clearly not. That game was so bad. Just both both <laughs> of those teams didn't want to win. Those teams did not know how to play football. And the 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 Big Twelve is just garbage. Like usually the Big Twelve has someone like at least one team, an Oklahoma or somebody carrying Baylor, yeah. just carrying them. So it's like at least we got one. But these this year nothing. And it, the Red Rivalry Shootout, whatever it's called. Garbage, Miami yeah. again, overhyped <laughs> all again, all because they got their chains and because they beat a couple scrub teams and they came up against Clemson and it was a wrap and it wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Texas Oklahoma game was a poorly played, very entertaining game. There's points all over the place, although it. Always when you get it went into what four overtimes. Yeah. Always when you get overtime and it's like highest scoring game in the series. It's like well yeah, yeah. it went into four overtimes. Um, this game is one of those that's like makes me realize how long college football is because Rattler got benched in the second <laughs> quarter, missed most of the second quarter, then halftime got put back in and then won the game, which that can only happen in college football because the games are so goddamn long, especially when teams are scoring sixty, fifty, whatever points that happen in this game. Uh, Texas has a very good quarterback and really nothing else at this point. I mean, I've watched every Texas game. They're all really entertaining. Yeah. But they can't they can't stop anybody. Uh they have they talk every game they go into, they talk about all this talent they have in this recruiting that they have on defense and then they can't they can't stop anything. Uh I guess they have some, you know, skill positions out there, but it's really just Ellinger. Uh, making it making it happen, and Oklahoma is the same story on the just it's the same story, just flip side. Um, defense made some big plays, not really any big stops, uh, and then uh, Rattler just kind of figured it. Rattler, right? I mean, what I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Uh, just kind of figured it out in the end. I didn't watch any of the Miami game, Marlowe, because by the time I tuned in on it, uh, they're already down, and I just knew how that was going to end. Uh, and Tennessee was the one I had kept an eye on. They kept it close with Georgia for a yeah. half, and then Georgia's defense just came out and just put the absolute clamps down on them in the second half and blew them away. I think Florida is the least not back, <laughs> so I guess most back, because yeah. uh, that offense is really good. Um, and I think they're going to win a lot of football games. They just let this one slip away uh, to A&M, and A&M finally won a game. A big yeah. game. We go uh, Jimbo against, against a ranked team. Uh, I'm not going to say NM NM is back, but uh, this was. I think this was. They needed to win this, or it was a lost season. Yeah. Right. Uh, for what for what A expects of Jimbo and that team, um, but uh, so so that was a big win for them. I, Florida was ranked fourth in this game. They dropped a little bit, not too far, but. Uh, Everybody not back, not even AM who won. Uh, but the reason I didn't watch much of that Miami game, Marlowe, is because you called it, you circled your game of the week, Alabama yeah. Ole Miss, and it was... Lane Kiffin pulling out all the stops. This is, you could tell by the way he called that game, he didn't care about any game leading up to this point except this one, <laughs> right? 
He pulled out every single thing he did, trying the onside kick to gain a possession because he knew he couldn't stop Alabama. Obviously, it did work out in his favor, but the, uh, and I believe that was probably the deciding point. But he, something he had to yeah. do, he went for it. He was calling and he was calling an amazing, uh, pretty good game on the offensive side, just frustrating the crap out of Nick Saban, <laughs> which was funny yeah. to watch as well. Um, but yeah, it was great. It was, I mean, it was it was a highly entertaining game. Yeah, it was it was back and forth. Um, Alabama would one would score, the other would tie it up. Uh, nobody led for more than uh, seven points until I think it was after uh, the on after the onside kick. Um, but Alabama went up fifty six forty five. That was with three minutes left in the game, so it was really back and forth within a touchdown, uh, and it was really entertaining. I I'm trying to kind of juxtapose this with the Texas game and why I thought this was a very good entertaining game versus Texas being bad, a bad entertaining game. Um, it just seemed like the talent was higher and the offenses were more clever, whereas in Texas, Oklahoma, it was just people making Yeah, mistakes. exactly. It was the Alabama Ole Miss entertaining, high-scoring, but it was because of the execution and not the mis-execution of, of others, right? Yeah, there there weren't any uh, X team is practicing social distancing on defense <laughs> tweets that uh, were abundant in the text. <laughs> uh, although, so it was back and forth, but I have to say, at no point did I think that Alabama was losing the game, right. uh, especially after that onside kick, which was a very clever onside kick, and it just took a, a really weird bounce off of. Uh, did the kicker get to it first, and then it just like bounced off of him? I, I can't remember who it hit it, first, but it was a weird bounce. Yeah, it was a weird bounce. They had a chance. Off of whoever it hit first. Yeah. All right. Uh, next week, let's look ahead, Marlo. And as I mentioned when we talked about Badgers, this slate desperately needs Big Ten football. Oh, yeah. If, uh, and we can go back again. Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Pick on Texas, Oklahoma. But if anything says, like, yeah, Big Ten needs to be back because those, those big, what do they call it, the big noon games, the yeah, the Big game. 12 needs to get off the Big Noon games because it's just garbage, and we got to get the Big Ten back in them. What is the Big Noon? The Big Noon this week is the Big 12 yeah, game. Yeah, it's another Big 12 game. Game. Yeah. game. Yeah, until the Big Ten's back, it's and like Nebraska's going to get annihilated gonna by Ohio State in the next next week's Big 12, Big Noon game. Uh, the the slate is just not good next week. So, obvious, but that said, probably the game of the year game of the regular season will happen next week so it's not all terrible seven o'clock on cbs alabama georgia um it's number two versus number three i don't think there's going to be another matchup like this throughout i guess maybe clemson notre dame could be up there as far as kind of the the combined combined rankings um of the two teams uh but this is probably the matchup of the year um i don't really have anything to preview it uh, both, it'll be interesting to see if Georgia's defense can stop Alabama's offense. I think that's the the kind of matchup to watch. Which nobody's been able to stop Alabama yeah. yet. Uh, and the way Georgia played defense against Tennessee in the second half, that was like another level of defense. Uh, and I want to, if they're going to win, they need to carry that defense forward into this Alabama game to stop this Alabama offense. Yeah, game of the week. I I think again Alabama. Just seem they seem like they're on another level. And I, what you just said about Georgia's defense is true. But it's a big if they play that perfect game, um, they could yeah. do it. And 
even with Georgia having teams that might have been better than Alabama and stuff and found a way to beat them, um, when it when it really matters. So uh, I hope it's a good game, but I think Alabama's going to come out on top. Yeah, I think so. And Nick Saban's like still a thousand and zero against his yeah. assistants yeah. uh, beating uh, Lane Kiffin uh, last week uh, and up against uh, Kirby Smart this week. <laughs> uh, other interesting game. Just this is there's going to be points, Marlo. There's going to be points in this one. LSU is playing Florida. There will be points. Uh, that that's going to be at two thirty on ESPN. That's going to be. Uh, a point. I didn't game. realize Bo Pelini was back as defensive coordinator at LSU until he started getting dogged uh, for his his crappy performance this, this yet this season. Yeah, he is he is back. I can't. It doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, for very long. He has given up forty four points to Mississippi State, who, by the way, scored. Uh, what did they score the other week? It was in, or this week they scored two points <laughs> against Kentucky. They they threw the ball. I heard this stat, so I want to they I want to repeat it. They threw the ball fifty five times. <laughs> Wait, no, more than that, more than that. They threw the ball seventy times. What? They had six two interceptions points? and they they scored two points. That's wild. Yeah, well, this is um, this is lining up very well for for Bo so, to get back to Nebraska. So forty four points there and forty five against Missouri. Uh, which is a little unfair because that got moved from a home game to Missouri, sure. but it's still Missouri. You should yeah. win that game. Uh, I don't know how long Bo Pelini will be at LSU. Um, and I, the way this Florida offense looks, it's going to be another high-scoring game uh, there. Uh, so with that, there's not a lot of other kind of games to circle, rank first, rank games, Marlo. So let's switch gears and look at upset alert, and let's maybe pick a team or two we want to put on upset alert who um, – is facing an unranked opponent who better watch out. I got a couple here, but I'm going to st- start with the big one. Notre Dame, you're an upset alert. Nice. <laughs> you're an upset alert. Louisville sucks. You've been playing nobodies, and not like Louisville is a is a big somebody, but... They even lost to Miami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just... This, this could be the perfect storm where... Notre Dame has beaten their chest, and Louisville has some sort of talent comes in and beats them at home. All right, got it. I hope you're right. Um, just because I. <laughs> um, all right, mine. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I guess I don't. Know, I, I I was gonna say a bit of a weird one, but they're all kind of weird. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a Cincinnati Ooh. an upset Ooh. alert. They are at Tulsa. Uh, Cincinnati Whoa. is eighth ranked in the country, which is which is bizarre. Uh, they have three victories over Appalachian State, Army, and South Appalachian Florida. State was ranked at the time. <laughs> yeah, Army, Army was ranked as well. So two ranked victories. Congratulations. Um, on the other hand, uh, Tulsa ruined UCF's national championship True. drive and played Oklahoma State, the best team in the Big Twelve. Um, tough losing sixteen to seven. A tough postponement in the Arkansas State game. Uh, so they only have two games so far. But I'm gonna. I think Tulsa's a good team, uh, and I think they give Cincinnati a hard time. It's at Tulsa. It's a long way. That's a long way from. <laughs> from That's all. I got. All right. My my <laughs> next right. one. Upset alert: North Carolina. Are playing a crap team in Florida State, but North Carolina is ranked number five, and there's no reason for that. It makes no sense whatsoever to have North Carolina football team ranked number five. 
So you're on upset alert because it's time. It's time. That's that's a good one. Um, North North Carolina, what it was like fifty six to forty something, and uh, Virginia Tech was missing multiple starters because of yeah. virus. Um, so a, a depleted uh, Virginia Tech team, and they they kind of barely won it. And I don't know how that vaulted them up to to fifth rank. Uh, I yeah, I I like. I like the teams you're putting on upset alert. I don't like the teams you're playing. Because yeah. this Florida State team, I did Google to see if uh, Hornybrook was still on Florida State. Uh, He's not. He's still getting ready not. for the NFL. But they, uh, this Florida State team is no. not good. Uh, they got, they've got crushed by Miami, crushed by Notre Dame. And we're losing to uh, JV State uh, for a half. So, all right. Any other upset alerts? No. I'm, I'm that's done. I, uh, just, I, I shot my that's shot. That's all I got. All right. All right. Fine. I'll do one more. Tennessee, uh, watch out for Kentucky. Because um, if Kentucky can hold that air rate to two points. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, again, I did not like what I saw from Tennessee's uh, uh, offense in the second half against that Georgia defense. And I don't remember much of the first half because I might have been napping during it. So. <laughs> I got that second half in there, though. <clears throat> All right. Teams on upset alert. You've been uh, – so we got Cincinnati, Tennessee, Notre Dame, and North Carolina. We're warning yeah. you. All right. Good stuff. That's it for college football, Marlo. Let's move on to sure. NBA. whatever. We'll make it quick. It happened. LeBron won his fourth Woo-hoo. title. Lakers defeated the Heat in six. Um, I guess since our last podcast, two, two three games? Three games have yeah. happened. Uh, he won Game Five uh, behind another excellent performance from Jimmy Butler, um, and the Heat never really stood a chance. Got down early, got down big in Game Six. Uh, not really much to talk about the games. I don't think anything you want to talk about in the individual games, Marlon. No, I've no. You summed it up. Jimmy Butler tried his best, put on his Superman cape. I uh, can only he can only do so much, but uh, th- those games were entertaining to see him do that, that those performances um, yep. against LeBron and company but whatever Lakers win their 17th and LeBron has four it doesn't matter it doesn't really it doesn't really matter because the season didn't really happen so. yeah yes so I guess the way I want to take this Marlo is kind of the meeting areas coming out of it um, obviously we have the the goat debate I'm not going to get into that too much unless you really want to no, um, the best part about the sports cycle being so messed up right now is that there's a good chance that that goat talk isn't going to happen because we're not going to have a long enough lull to have that happen. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, because we don't have the whole summer to get through where we're rehashing. <laughs> It'll have to wait till next summer, I yeah. guess. Um, I guess the first. So I guess I want to talk about a couple of media narratives. The first one was, uh, I guess, a narrative. In, these are narratives that I saw being out there. So I, I, I don't know if they're articles or on Twitter or whatever, but the first one was that this was the hardest title to win or it was uh, a harder title than a normal title to win because it was in the bubble because of the way in which it started. And I, I don't understand where this came from. I think it's because LeBron won it. <laughs> if the Heat won it, we wouldn't be talking about that. We would be talking about how fluky it is. Yeah. And that was the narrative coming in. We were talking about the narrative coming into this was, would it be a real champion? Would it... Would it count as much? All of a sudden, because LeBron won it, it's the hardest <laughs> one, and it's way harder. And yes, there are challenges to playing in the bubble, 
But LeBron's team wasn't the only team doing that. That was also the case for Jimmy Butler, and it was also the case for every other team that went into the bubble. So the fact that it made it, it made it different. Yes. And the argument coming into it was, was it going to make it flukier and easier? And all of a sudden, because LeBron won, it made it harder, which I think is just a ridiculous narrative. Yeah, I think uh, that's, yeah, that narrative got started towards the end of the game, uh, talking about being the hardest championship. And I, I agree. It's like you're in this bubble. It's called a bubble for a reason. Like everyone's going through the same thing. Um, so yeah. is it hard? It's harder than what they do, but everyone's doing it. So doesn't that, that, that kind of wipes it out, right? Is that the thinking? That's my thinking behind it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, is it the hardest title? No. Did LeBron have to come over uh, un, over adversities that other people didn't? No. It doesn't make it harder. So we just solved it. It's not hardest championship. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Get rid of that storyline. Yep. All right, the next one is improbable, and this was just the headline on ESPN after the game. Uh, it was a Ramon Shelburne. Uh, I guess this wasn't even the title. It was the I don't even know where it was, but this is what it was on. I clipped it from the website. It said, Inside LA's grueling, improbable, and incredible title run. So I want to take issue with the word improbable. Uh, They were the favorites going into the season. They were the favorites going into the bubble. They were the favorites in every series they played. How in the world was this improbable? They have LeBron James, who is still the best player in the league. They have Anthony Davis, who is anywhere, depending on who you talk to the second to fourth best player in the league. Nothing about this run was improbable for the Lakers. Yeah, I, I know. I agree. It's <laughs> at what point where is everyone being like, wow, there's no way that the Lakers can win the championship or even questioning that the first, yeah. what the first, maybe the first couple games in the bubble. Um, that was about it. What is yeah, the one game they lost yeah. to Portland, and everybody's like, watch out for Portland, they're hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is crude, and, you know, I, I guess people are hungry to write stories about sports, but that's just, that is uh, Again, irresponsible journalism. That is not Big J journalism. It's creating, uh, it, it's just trying to create uh, an un- a narrative that didn't happen. I, I just don't understand it. In fact, Marlo, everything broke the Lakers' way throughout the whole bubble incident, right? So we talk about everybody being in the bubble. You know who being in the bubble hurt the most? The Clippers. Mm-hmm. The Clippers were the Lakers' biggest rivals in the West. They couldn't get along in the bubble. They couldn't figure out. They had all these issues with people breaking the bubble, people leaving the bubble, coming back in, all that sort of thing. They couldn't gel as a team. And the Clippers collapsed. The Lakers didn't even have to play their biggest rival in the West. The arguable, well, I think, well, I guess it didn't happen, so we have to say arguably. Arguably the best matchup against them collapsed because of the bubble. Therefore, the bubble helped LeBron because it hurt their biggest rival in the West. The Bucks couldn't get it back together. They're, big, they're probably biggest rival in the East. I'm still going to cling <laughs> to that. Um, they couldn't get the juice they had going from before the lockdown back in the playoffs they get knocked out and in the finals Dragic and um, Bam both get hurt and miss time nobody on the Lakers got hurt everything went the Lakers way (laughs) in this whole thing Uh, playoff Rondo shows up I mean everybody fell into place for the Lakers now I will give LeBron James some credit (laughs) Here, oh here we go. Here's Say something nice about LeBron James. I just discounted everything that he did. 
his team was able to keep it together in the bubble because he's LeBron James and he can control a team the way in which no other team can. He was lucky enough that he had Anthony Davis on his team, a superstar who did not care about anything but winning at this point in his career. And LeBron was old enough and wise enough to be able to defer at times to Anthony Davis. And that pairing working so well is why they won uh, this title. The rest of the malcontents on that team that fell into place, uh, Rondo, as I mentioned, turning into playoff Rondo, uh, whatever Morris brother is on that team. Um, the role players, we talked about this, I think, last week or the week before. The role players, f- when they work with LeBron, he gets them to fit in and he lifts them up to another level, and that's what happened across the board with this Lakers team. So I will give LeBron credit for that. But all the other media narratives that uh, – all the other narratives the media is creating, in my eyes, are debunked by what I yeah. said earlier. Take that. Got him. Got him. It's just not fun when LeBron and the Lakers no, win. It's stupid. Just, it's, just, it's just not fun. But uh, we knew this was going to happen since, I guess, the, the Clippers and Bucks were eliminated, yep, right? pretty much. So – so, all right, on to baseball. Baseball is happening. If you October is here, it is here. Uh, so we're even a little bit behind schedule. Um, wait, go. I can't see what inning it is. All right, uh, the ALCS has already has two games done. So if you missed those, let me catch you up. Rays won the first two games. They're up two zero. Um, I guess if we go back. The Rays defeated the Yankees in uh, Game Five of their series. Uh, I don't know, was that Tuesday, Wednesday last week? Um, and I feel a little bit robbed that we didn't get a Yankees-Astros series. That would have been, like, the storylines would have been great. The Yankees losing to the Astros when the Astros were cheating, now getting their revenge, me actually kind of maybe wanting both teams to win until the other, until they're winning and they want the other one to win. That would have been a fun tug-of-war in my sports fandom, wanting neither team to win feel a little bit robbed because now I just want the Rays to win. So it's an easy... I feel like the Astros got the best of 2020. Like They didn't have to go through all the crap that was supposed to happen. It's supposed to be Beam City. Yeah. Um, and then they got the bow out early so they didn't have... I mean, they got the they got the Yankees to bow out so they wouldn't have to do the Yankees-Astros series so it all comes up again. So they, they God, just could ducked. You, could you imagine... Yankees, if there were fans, Yankee Stadium, Houston, and a oh, playoff gosh. game at Yankee Stadium. Holy crap, that would have been that would have been fantastic. Uh, but we got Rays, uh, obviously, rooting for the Rays, right, Marlon? Yeah. Or, or are you falling with the part of my take theory and uh, rooting for the Astros to piss everybody else <laughs> off? Yeah, I can go with the Astros to piss everybody else off. Um, uh, yeah, I just said, yeah, Astros, are, Astros pretty much have won the 2020 as a year uh, to dodge everything they have been able to dodge, so why as well just take it all the way to the top? Yeah, and not, not only that, they make the playoffs with a losing record like the Brewers did, um, so they, they get into the playoffs because of the expanded rules in this weird year uh, and essentially get rewarded. <laughs> would be so funny uh, if that happened. It is a best of seven series, so uh, it's not over as if it were a best of five series, right? Being down 2-0. Um, it's much more possible to come back in, in a seven-game series. So there's still a chance. Um, I This Rays team won the AL. They were, they're the number one seed. They won the AL East. They have to be a very talented team. I just don't know 
anybody on this team. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching this. I'm like, sure, go these guys. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Uh, I, I just they're not. When do you see the Rays on TV? I mean, outside of uh, outside of Tampa, I presume. I presume they're on TV there, but like they're never on national TV. So I I have never not that I watch national TV broadcasts of baseball anymore. But uh, I don't know anybody on this team, so that's that's fun. Um, all right, game one of the NLCS is happening now. It's one one in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, in this one, I just presume we're rooting for the Braves because we're rooting against LA, right? Yes. They. There we go. Boom. Boom. Done. Uh, Braves not the easy. I don't know. Growing up, Marlo, did you root for I, the Braves? Because they I were did. Mean? My mom was a big Braves, yeah. Braves fan uh, growing up. Because, one, because she was winning. Two, she was from around there. But mostly because of winning. Because that's what she, she's, she's a huge, huge, huge uh, bandwagon uh, fan. Well, it was, it was they were winning and they were on TV, yes, right? They were always on TV. TV yeah. So, so, yeah, I did watch. I did. I did watch those teams uh, in the 90s. Always make the playoffs and never the World Series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it feels good. Feels back at home to be rooting for them, uh, like you. I, I I did root for, root for them. Um, oh, shoot, what was I going to ask? I had another, another question. Oh, oh, I was going to say L.A. Uh, rooting against L.A. again. Just the Lakers just won. They don't deserve another title. That would be oh, really annoying. Um, the although the last time, the Dodgers won. The World Series was 88. The Lakers also won the finals Ooh, that year. Wow. So there you go. That was a good fact. There you go. That was. I heard that on the radio. <laughs> or I heard, I, I'm sorry. I heard that on the, the broadcast just before we started. Nice. So so if you were watching the game, you also <laughs> heard that. <laughs> but, I mean, I had the crack research team on it. And we, we dug that. We dug that little more. <laughs> All right. That's it on baseball all right all right that's it for baseball now you have to take it off to the pitch for everyone's favorite segment casey's corner kick all right marla the international break is i think still happening uh there are games happening i tuned into a couple of them i watched a little of england versus belgium uh england escape with a 2-1 victory there they're interesting they're fun to watch uh but we return to the Premier League next week, Marlo, uh, with a huge matchup, the Merseyside Derby, Marlo. I know you're a big fan of it. Liverpool, Everton, 6.30 a.m. Saturday. Uh, always a lot at stake in this Liverpudlian battle, um, but uh, even more so this year with Everton off to a blazing start. They are undefeated. Uh, they've won every game, in fact. So far in the Premier League, uh, Liverpool with uh, dropping the game to Aston Villa last week. Uh, need to get a result here. I know you'll be up early, 6.30 on Saturday, Marlo, with the the game on to watch. Uh, the other game of the week, Manchester City and Arsenal play later, 11.30 on Saturday. And it's a little tough, Marlo, when the... The soccer games start bleeding into the, the college football games, although, as we talked about earlier, the early stretch kind of sucks. So so you're good. Maybe I'll be tuning in a little bit more of this one than I normally would, uh, especially if Wisconsin was playing. So some good games uh, coming up. Get us back into the Premier League flow after this rude international break. That's, all That's the all corner kick. <laughs> all right. That's it. Um, do we have any... Any, any throw-ins this week? No, nothing. I don't. I don't. I don't think right. so. We're uh, following along. On the Chargers are up by seven. Ooh. Yeah, 
secured just through a huge like 64 yard touchdown pass. It was stupid. Who did? Um, Herbert. Yeah. Nice. No, not nice. I was going to say 64 yard pass. Troopers. <laughs> it was a blown coverage. Um, anyways. All right, well, if that's it, that will be it for me. As always, guys, you can find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, Casey at Prof Badger Fan, myself at MarloJR. Casey, that is it for me. You got any last words? Uh, nothing but the sign-off. Until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>